Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of Chicks Talk Flicks. I'm back with my co-host Irene. That's me. It's you. And we are here to discuss the other lamb. The other lamb. The lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> Basically though, if you think about it. So The Other Lamb is a movie that was produced by IFC Films, which is cool. They also produced Swallow. But um, reference to our last episode. Reference to our last episode. And it was produced by... Oh, you want me to say it? Yeah. Um, Malgortsata. You just knew how to say it. Mal- I, I said it sounded like cheese, and then I, now I messed it. it up. Okay. Malgortsata. Oh, see, definitely, I put too no. much focus Malgorzata Sumowska. She's a prominent Shumowska. European director. I Googled how to pronounce it, and I, I hope I did up, her sorry. justice because I she it. is a prominent European director, and we're here to talk about her movie. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely does is not cheese i hope she's happy with us okay so So the other lamb is about a young woman who's born into an all-female cult led by a man who's played by mikiel huisman i don't even know if that's spelled like michael i feel like it's definitely mitchell mitchell could be a weird spelling of mitchell michelle Michel, he's in The Haunting of Hill House, so if you've seen The Haunting of Hill House, then you'll recognize him immediately. Which he's will, like the main character. It'll also break your heart, because you're like, oh no. We thought he was so sexy. And, and like, like, he's the leader of the cult, he can't be good. No, no, no. No, but the, so the uh, main character is, her name is Sela, and she's played by... Sala. Sela. She's played by Rafi Cassidy, who's also in The Killing of a Sacred Deer, so that's where you will recognize I her from. I knew she looked familiar, I totally forgot yes, that. Yes, yeah. Which is really cool because I feel like this is definitely her vibe of movie. It's oh, kind 100%. Of very similar to the Killing of a Sacred Deer as far as... It's like an eerie feeling, 100%. Yeah, she movies, likes eerie movies. Yes, but she's perfect for it because yeah. her facial expressions tell you more than the lines that she even has. Yeah. You know? 100%. So we follow Sela basically through this entire movie as she kind of navigates and uncovers the reality of this cult which is just worshiping this man. Um, this man. His name's Shepherd. They call him Shepherd, and it's like he's God, and he's basically the leader of their flock. Their flock of they, sheep. Yeah, he calls them all the flock. sheep, and they're all sheep, and he's he's the ram. And, and they, they don't know that. any better than to follow whatever Shepherd says. Yeah, so he does like a sermon every day. It's literally like a religious cult, honestly, because yeah. they worship him, they pray to him. His face is all over the yeah. houses. Like he looks like Jesus. The trees. Jesus, kind of. Yeah, I mean that was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get to the point later about okay. feeling like they're trying really hard. So but. <laughs> as far as this episode's going to go, though, I think we're just kind of going to dissect a lot of the scenes. So this is a review of the film, but also a dissection. So if you have not seen this movie, then I would probably stop listening right now and go watch it and then come back and listen because there's going to be a lot of spoilers. We're going to be digging into a lot of interpretations of the film and the shots because just the imagery is very intense. It's it's not about the dialogue. It's not about um, so much the script. So it's, if you haven't watched it, get your ass out here. Get your ass out get there. Away. Watch Go that away. movie. So let's just start off with the first scene, honestly, which is really powerful. It starts off with a shot of of a woman drowning in like dirty water. And her face is hidden. And she's wearing a white dress. She's wearing a white dress. And then it cuts to like a Barbie in a window with a red dress. But her 
her face is like, melted. Not like melted, but it's like her eyes are like without pupils. It looks like the something happened to the doll. Like they made the doll that way. Yeah. It's, it's distorted. I don't know. Her face is distorted. Yeah. And then you realize that there's women. There's how, how many women would you say there is on the compound? Like 15? 16, yeah. Something like less that. Less than 20. 20 or less. And there are some women in red dresses and some women in blue dresses. So right off the bat, you're like, okay. There's a Clear significant, yeah, there's, there's gotta be a significance between the colors. And then you find out that there's some women who are wives and some women who are daughters. The first scene is just kind of setting the tone, you know, of what's going on in this camp. There's just women like cleaning and doing laundry and they're singing this, this kind of eerie like prayer song about babes getting lost in the woods and how they couldn't find their way until somebody came along. Yeah. You see some of the wives are actually like butchering the lambs to prepare for dinner. So it's kind of like Shepard really does not do anything. Yeah. It's all done by these women. They're serving him. But it's like these songs and the chants and the sermons make it seem as though these women would be so lost without him. When yeah. in reality, they're taking everything into their own hands and doing it themselves. So they really don't need him. Yeah. And so... It's just it's just really setting the, the tone for everything and also just setting wise they're in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. you know, and something that we both noticed was the there's like netted webbing that surrounds the entire compound in the rooms that they're in, in the outdoor area. And it's uh, there must just be marking like where they're allowed to go as far as how far into the woods. It's also like put up like a fence, like a netted yeah, fence around it's like a fence. where they put his sermons. So yes. It's like you go into the cubicle and then it's like. All you can focus on is what's going on inside that right. little square. Right. And that's what's interesting, too, is the first time that you see him is at dinner. Mm-hmm. And they're all eating dinner and they're having lamb or whatever. Um, and He's at the head of the table. The of the there's table. like a giant ram head behind, right behind him. him. Yeah. And he, he thanks them for dinner and then walks up to one of the wives and says to her, will you accept my grace? And then she just gets up and goes with him. And you're like, what's up? Then like, okay, so he's just like picking a different girl every night, different woman or one of his wives and just bedding them. But it's crazy because even some of these wives look like they're like 14, 15. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's a wide range of ages, which is freaky. From like 14 all the way until like possibly, possibly late 40s. Yeah. Yeah. There's some elderly women who've, who've been, who are, you know, have apparently been in that group for a very long time. And then there's you know women like Sela who you're how old is she she hasn't even gotten her period yet no but they make a point to say that she feels as though she's special because she hasn't gotten her period and it's so late so Mm -hmm. I feel like she's definitely like 14 or 15 because that's usually like the late mark when people are like oh am I gonna get my period it's It's really late late. yeah and then they're like oh you think you're special because you haven't bled yet yeah so there's definitely some symbolic and metaphorical ideas going on with this idea of bleeding. Yeah. So right off the bat, you're just taking, we're just taking mental notes of what all of this is because she definitely thinks she's different than the rest of the group. Um, and But we, you don't necessarily know why. You're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And all you know is that she was born into it. Mm-hmm. So all she's known all of her life is that, that and, group. And it's bizarre because it's like you would expect this whole idea of like I guess sister wives that there's this harmony in place but then you see Sala and like 
her fellow sisters and they're setting the table and there's all this jealousy going on that one of the sisters was promoted to being a wife and it's just like there's clearly jealousy for his affection and his attention competition also and then it's like it's bizarre because you see these 14 50 year old girls and then one of the 40 year old women come in and they're like mommy and you're like oh my god (gasps) i know it's so weird She's, like, arguing with one of the girls, and then she's like, Mom, and you're like, oh. So that's your mom. Oh. Yeah, there's, like, a handful of girls that are, that their fathers are Shepard, and Sela included. Her yeah. dad is Shepard, but her mom isn't in the group, which is interesting because, you know, he keeps mentioning throughout the film, you know, you remind me so much of your mother, and she's like, oh, tell me about my mother again. Tell me how you met her, and he, and he just doesn't. doesn't say anything. He, he avoids yes. it at all costs. And then that makes you even more curious because, you know, like, something's, something happened here. And he is he is not willing to talk about it. No, yeah. Mm. And no one's really willing to talk about it. No. You know? Um, but as far as where we start with Sela's character, we're coming from a place of her being kind of self-righteous, her thinking... Believing that she's special. She's special. That she's different than the other girls, and that's why she's jealous that she hasn't really been made one of the wives yet. She's like, yeah. you just got here. Yeah. That all kind of changes when she meets Sarah. So Sarah, we're introduced when she is forced to go take food into the hut. They call it the hut. You bring the food to the hut. And you're like, watch, watch the hut. They go to the hut and there's just this, there's a woman lying on the ground. And then there's Sarah who's in this weird, she's not even wearing clothes. She's no, just she's wearing bandaged like a, up, covering her breast and like her lower parts. It's just like, looks like bandages. Yeah. She just kind of comes out of the darkness and you just see that she's disheveled. Like you said, short hair, she looks different than everybody else, and she just has, like, scars all over her chest. She's been through something that we are, it's just not evident to us yet, and also just the purpose of the hut in general is not obvious to us, because they just, they start an exchange, and they start a conversation about how yeah. Sela thinks she's better, and Sarah, just, Sarah tells her, oh, you won't be this way when the blood comes to you. And that's the thing, because Sarah kind of, like, jumps out from the darkness, so it's, so like, scary. you assume that she's, like, a scary, sinister character. Yeah, or, like, jealous of her, because Stella's like, oh, yeah, you're just mad. It's said in a tone where it's, like, in the in the first time we watched it, I was like, oh, well, like, clearly there's, like, some, like, competition going on in here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, but... Then it's like the second time around, I was like, oh no, this is a warning, okay. Yeah, like, what, how did she get there? How did she end up in the hut why isn't she with the other women why is is she the one that has to deal with all the women on their periods yeah because what's the system then it's like the food gets sent to them and Sela's like what happened to her and one of the girls has passed out and she's like oh well she's starving herself because she believes that the blood is a punishment a punishment for For Eve's sin. sin And you're yeah. just like, oh, and then that's when Sal is like, well, that's what the shepherd said is, says it is. Yeah, and, and if, the she- like, if the shepherd says so, then it is. And you're like, oh, you think he's God. You realize that, like, she's not the only one that takes it so seriously because oh, you've got girls starving themselves on their period. It's right. insane. Like, willingly. Like, choosing to do that. The next thing that happens is they're preparing Sela for the delivery of the lambs. So what does that even mean? At first, it's like, we were under the impression that it was like a metaphor for like the other girls. And we're like, okay, so like something about the lambs. Because there's no distinction between when he refers to the flock and the lambs as the wives and the daughters or when he's actually referring to the lambs and the flock. Right. And it's like, it's almost, they become one unanimous thing. So that's why we were so thrown off as to what this could possibly mean. 
Yeah. And keep in mind, we watched this twice. <laughs> the first time <laughs> I watched it, I really had no idea what they were talking about. I thought it was the delivery of the lambs. I thought it was like a um, like a rite of passage kind of. It definitely was a rite of passage, but I didn't understand what. Yeah, I thought it, it was like her getting ready to get her period. Yes, yes. And it wasn't. Have sex with him. Yes, I thought something yeah, like I thought, that. Oh, I was no, like, oh she's going to lose her virginity to him and it's going to be so gross. But instead, it actually was the delivery of the lambs. Like their Stella goes out into the field and there's just a bunch of sheep and I guess she's supposed they don't really tell you what what's happening they, they cut to a scene of her in the field looking at sheep and then she's asleep and she's like laying down and she falls asleep and she wakes up and the pregnant the, the pregnant lamb there's definitely a word for it sheep she's a sheep and the, then the lamb is the baby no there's another word anyways Mom, <laughs> mama sheep the mama sheep <laughs> <laughs> she she gave birth to a little ba <laughs> little baba little baba <laughs> So, but that ba was dead. <laughs> yeah, so so it's like the mama sheep is dying and bleeding out and you just see this dead lamb, but it's clearly been like attacked because it's not just a newborn it's lamb. Skinless. It's like a dead lamb, but it's looking at her like it's alive. You're just, the whole scene is just terrifying. Of course, she starts screaming. Oh, it's called a you. A you? That's what that's uh, like a female, a female sheep. A oh, you. A you. See, this is why I keep you around. <laughs> wow. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. And then it just cuts to her screaming and then She gets her period. She gets her period. And you're like, what how is this like this event just synchronizes like it's and so that's that's like, my thing. What? That's why I was so thrown off because I was like, Okay, like I have faith in this director and I feel like they did this and her getting her period is supposed to be like some like connection and it's supposed to be some bigger idea, but then I was like, Okay, maybe I'm like Well it has to be because she was supposed to deliver the lamb. She failed to do that. So now she feels like a failure, not only for not being able to deliver the lamb. And now she has and to now deal she with Eve's sin. Eve's sin. <laughs> and she that damn apple. <laughs> goes back to the wives and sisters and tells them that like a, a wild animal got to it. But then it cuts to a shot of her stabbing, stabbing. the lamb in a frenzy. And she's covered in blood. And she's covered and she's in blood. Screaming and she's at the camera. Like like a like a wild animal. And you are just like, okay, did she kill the lamb? Yeah, or because was we were debating attacked? whether or not she was lying. And then you were like, well, like when she went to them, she wasn't covered in blood. Yeah. But then again, she could have lied to them because then they said that um, they had taken her to the church and washed her down. So then yeah. I'm like, okay, did that actually happen? Yeah. Did she kill it to make it look like a wild animal had attacked yeah. it? Like, or was she? She seemed. I don't know. She seemed genuinely surprised. There's a lot of imagery in that one scene that just has a lot of questions, but also holds a lot of power. Yeah, red it's, flags it's heavy. Are up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right after that, there's a scene where she kind of comes face to face with a ram, and it's just in the middle of the compound, staring at her, and she gets on all fours and staring at it and crawling towards it, and nothing really happens besides them staring at each other, and Shepard's just watching this happen, and that's really all that happens in the scene. And then they just cut to the next scene, which is crazy because that, that one image and that one scene itself is holding a message of her starting to come face to face with her doubts. Her doubts of who she's, what she's part of. What she's idolizing. What she's idolizing, right. And one thing I think is interesting, too, with, with Shepard's character is that there's multiple scenes where he's kind of standing at the window or at her door, staring at her. It's like he's the all-knowing, like, all-seeing. Like, she'll, she's, she's put, like you said, when she's putting the sheep wool, like, you know, and up her dress, she turns and she sees 
like that woman going into his room. Yeah. And then the light turns on and he's at the window staring, staring at her into her into her room. And the, the the woman that went into his room, one of the wives, they both are, are staring, staring at, at her. her. And slowly, this is crazy. He puts two fingers in, in her mouth in her mouth and to starts the like point gagging where it's, her, he's like gagging her. But it's but she's like taking it, and they're both still staring at her while this is happening. And the whole time you're like, it's is this a whole is this thing happening? about power and control? But is that actually happening? Like, are they staring at her and just being like gag gag gag? Like, yeah. I'm just like, is it, is it in her head? Because that's very creepy. I think it's because again, everybody thinks she's special. But why is he? He's focusing on her. He's grooming yeah. her for what? To to I guess lead the flock. She can't because she's a woman. No, lead with him. Oh, lead not with like him. lead with him, but like be his little like Ew. tap tap well, tap. They're all gonna be wives eventually. Exactly. That's the point. So gross. But it's oh. like if you think about it, when the oldest wives die out, nobody will know that they all weren't born from him. Yeah. All they would know is Shepard. Yeah. That's all they'll know. So then they're forced to move because there's a, they just, there's a scene where Sala wakes up because she hears a noise and she looks outside and she sees Shepard talking to a cop. And that's when you're like, you see the lights. Oh, shoot. This is like happening real the present time because they're dressed life. like pilgrims. Exactly. Like so Amish like, people. At first, I was like, oh, it's like a dystopian society. It's like separate. It's yeah. Like, Living like Amish people. Yeah. Hidden in the woods. And they're telling him that he he has, like, limited time to be there and he needs to get out. And the next day, he's at his sermon and he's telling them that they need to move and that... Before they're taken... His precious possessions are taken away from him. He doesn't really tell them what's really going on. It just keeps everything but under wraps. But it's like he, he implies that this has happened before. He's like... We're going to move and we're going to find a new place just like we found this place years yeah. ago. Yeah. So clearly, like, he's on the move. But then as soon as they start questioning him, he faints. Of course. <laughs> he was touched by God. He awakens and he said he's been touched and he's seen Eden. And he's, oh, Eden is the in, is in the horizon. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. And of course, they believe him. And they lift him up. They and lift him up into the air. Him. And it's And crazy. everyone's like, yippee. Dude, so... That seems interesting too because they just kind of mute everything happening and play blast this song. Oh, it's like I wrote happy it down. Lucky music. I wrote down the song, but I didn't put it in the slide. But um, it's it's a very modern song and it's it's weird because it's a happy scene for them and it's a happy song and you're watching it, but you're like, oh my god, he has so much power over them that this is just getting out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting very out of hand, and you can tell Sella already. Is sauce. She's like, <laughs> something's up here. These yeah, eggs like, are not scrambling. <laughs> and Mister. Mister. I don't believe everything you're telling me. It's and not adding up. And I feel like that really had to do with Sarah and her introduction. And she would not have had this kind of started this path of character development without meeting Sarah. Because now Sarah and Stella start forming more of a deeper relationship. Yeah, because the whole time that she's on her period, she has to be with the, they say, the other wife. How's yeah. the other wife? Because 
um, everyone says, oh, well, Shepard describes her as a broken thing. And Sela never really believed Sarah when she's describing to her right. how Shepard cut, cut her hair in order to strip her of her vanity yeah. and then scratched her as another token for her vanity. And then she's like, oh, well, Shepard describes me as a broken thing. And Sela's like, oh, I don't think Shepard would do that. I think you're lying. Yeah, like he did that for a reason. <laughs> and then Sarah's like, oh, child, you have no idea like what you're dealing yeah. with. Like and then she's into. like implying about her mother but doesn't say it right off the bat yeah which is interesting because she says stuff like you sound so much like your mother when you when you say that yeah and you're like what do you mean like oh you knew her mother too what's interesting is at this point too sarah tells her a story about how she would wander off like in the middle of the night naked she was like, I would wake she, up with an itch to, and I would just go to find myself at peace, and I'd stand naked before the waterfall. And then it cuts to the, like a shot of her at the waterfall, and her hair's flowing, and she just looks like gorgeous. But it's it's really it's it's eerie. Every every aspect of the film in general is eerie. So that scene also is eerie because it also it just still feels shows, like a dream. It shows how long she's been there because in yeah. that shot, it's like her body looks like one of a young person. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just kind of like, oh my god, how long have you been here? Yeah. And then Sarah tells Stella how her mom died. I think also as a as a way to kind of provide Stella with insight as to who you're following and giving all of your trust to is a man who does like, not care for you. Does not care for you because she says you know, that Sela's mom died because she needed medical attention after giving birth. Because the birth was perfectly fine. Yeah. And Sela describes how Shepard and everyone told her that her mother died during childbirth. But yeah. Sarah's like, that's not the case. Your mother happened. was fine days after the birth. Yeah. But she died from infection. Yeah. Because he wouldn't take her to the hospital. Yeah. She needed to she needed medical attention. He didn't want to do that, so she died out there. In the woods. In the woods. That's when it's like they're walking and they're walking and then the pregnant wife goes into labor and she's like, what? Only like 15, 16? Oh my God, she's so, so young, young and she's she's frantic because she knows, like, it's almost like she's hit with the reality of like, oh no, I'm in the I middle of nowhere. In the middle of like wilderness. But wilderness. it's creepy because it's like the, you have that versus that same pregnant wife. Like days ago, sitting yeah. at the fire pit, rubbing her stomach with that eerie look in her eyes, as though she's like, she's this holding is my baby. the son of God. I am holding his child. Yeah, and then it's like compare that to the, like the moment of pure fear in her eyes, and they're in the middle of the woods, and she's giving birth, just screaming. And they're just whole, all, everyone's, all the women are, some women are helping her, some of them are. Sella's like clutching onto her. She has a daughter. No. Sella doesn't have a daughter. No, 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 no. The woman who yeah. is pregnant already had a already daughter. Already had a daughter. They're just kind of shielding her from her hearing mom. her mom screaming bloody murder. Yeah. But then you hear the baby crying, so clearly the and delivery the was fine. Yeah. But then it cuts to her dead body, and she's on a pyre. A pier? What do you mm-hmm. call it? A pyre. A pyre. They're just going to burn her body in the middle of the woods and not tell anybody. That's when Sarah's like, this, this is happened. your fault. Yeah, this happened because Michael. of you. Yeah, she I calls like, him Michael. Michael, yeah. <laughs> your real said, name. this is your real name. You ain't no shepherd. You ain't Michael. no shepherd. You ain't my shepherd. Hashtag not my shepherd. But if you think about it, I thought it was really interesting that they named him Michael because Michael's supposed to be like the archangel, yeah. like the guardian. And it's like, it's this clear like strip of all those ideas because he's like, you know, what what if I just like made a cult of women that I just had sex? Yeah, with? but also Michael's such a um, 
generic name that I think it's funny that generic she's like Michael. Boy. She's, yeah, like, she's like Michael. Michael. And you're like, like, oh, your name. Brad. <laughs> this is your fault, Steven. <laughs> Todd. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> they might, he might as well have been Jerry. I actually would have been really happy if it was Jerry. <laughs> This is your fault, Jerry. Jerry. We should just go to Jerry. What the hell, the Jerry? Rest of the, the rest of the episode, he's Jerry. Um, so then Sarah takes the baby and leaves because the baby's a boy. And he had said that the baby was born wrong and that it died. He told the rest of the flock that. But Sella's yes. like, I thought the baby died. And she's like, no, it's the baby's a boy. perfectly fine. But there's only one ram in a flock. Yeah. And then Sarah's like, I have to go my own way. And she takes the baby. And goes her own way with the baby. I gotta take a little time. <laughs> <laughs> what about us? Okay, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sarah leaves, and now it's just Sella, and you're like, okay, Sella... Sella knows the truth. She, she knows the truth, what's but going what down. is she gonna do about it? Because she, she's the pissed. whole time, she's pissed, but at the same time, I was questioning whether really she was ballsy enough to to do anything because there's moments of her just being full so of fear. So self-righteous. Self-righteous, but also you you do see her like changing. Changing and just being full of anger. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where she's staring at him like and they're both like across sitting across a fire and she's staring at him with just so much rage. So much rage and he's staring and, back at her. But she's still sitting. But she's still sitting. And then yeah. like later on that it's like she's standing yeah. over the it's during the fire pit scene. Yeah. She's standing up and you see like her in the flames and you're like, Ooh, it's going down. Yeah, she's mad. But you're like, what is she going to do about it? What is she going to do about it? What you going to do then? What are you going to do about it? So, and then they're still walking. They're still walking. They're still walking. And which that's is when the car passes by, which is crazy because you're like, where, they're what? They're passing by like a major highway or a major <laughs> road. Their car just drives by and you just see like a group of what, 20 women? You're not going to do anything. They're all on, on foot carrying with backpacks. With, but not even backpacks, just like things Sticks. rolled up being held together by a piece of rope. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, Some be like, I'd be a little concerned. And it's a strange strange scene because the person in the car is her she's in the car it's wearing Stella. normal people clothes and then the woman in the front seat you're it's like her that could be her mom because she turns around but then the person driving looks like it's shepherd but you but don't, you don't see, see his, his face, face. And you, you don't just even see the back outline you don't even see him in the like the mirror nope they don't show him they don't he doesn't turn you just see like the long hair and you're like hmm. mm, yeah because you know shepherds Sella's mom I mean, Sal's dad. <laughs> he could be both. I don't know. Um, and it's like what life could have been. You and know? then Sella in the car looks out and makes eye contact with Sella in the field. And she goes, mm-hmm. where are you going? Yeah. She mouths those words and you're just like, yeah, where oh are God. you going? It's such a cool scene because you're really wondering, like, if she's hallucinating this, like how. how I think f- she's imagining what life would be like if she wasn't there. Born into that that group yeah yeah and it's sad it's really heartbreaking because her mom would still be alive yeah <laughs> and you, you you just feel so heartbroken because her childhood was stripped of her like her normal life was stripped of her and just to see that version of her you know like you said mouth you know where are you going you're like yeah where are you going what are you doing kill that man <laughs> <laughs> um so now we're at the point where you're like okay something has to be done because they finally arrive at- no 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 because remember before they arrive they're like looking out into the distance, and everyone's like, Shepard, are we almost there yet, bro? Are we there yet? 
and he has no answers. He's looking out. And then one of the girls, Sela's friend, I forget her name, Tamar. She's like, I think I see something that way. And he goes, Tamar, would you like to lead the flock? Would you? And then he starts beating her up oh, against yeah, because... the logs and the rocks because she wanted to voice something. And it clearly shows that he's losing this power over the women, that they don't believe him and they don't feel guided by him. They don't have this trust in believing that he actually knows where he's taking them. And so when Tamar speaks up, who's only like 14 or 15, he's like, oh my God, she's showing You're me You're questioning up. my intelligence. Exactly. You're questioning my superiority. And there's consequences for that. And then Sella's like, he should not have done that to you. And, and she's like getting the other women to realize this is not okay. Like he's not protecting us. Right. And it's insane because it's like, this is the first time you really see him get physical with the women besides like slapping Sarah yeah. and gagging women. And so you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so gross. They arrive at Eden, which is honestly this beautiful like landscape. The setting is really pretty. And he's like, did you not have faith in me? Oh, I so... give this gift to you. Eden. Eden. I'm so self-righteous. It's so gross. And so everyone, all of the women are all like just full of relief. They're just like, thank God. Thank God. We've been walking for days. For years. <laughs> I'm a freaking tired man. <laughs> so they're, they spend their first night there and they're anticipating the baptism it flashes back in a way. It connects to the beginning where you see the woman in the water in the white dress. Yes, because they're, they're all in white, in white dresses. dresses their, their hair is down. down. Yep. And then he like holds them and then dunks them into the water backwards. And then is like, I baptize you. And then like when Sela goes under the water, he holds her down a little longer. And that's than when it's like else. you see her like d- drowning in the water, like the woman in the beginning. And you realize she definitely is the woman in the beginning. You know, it's foreshadowing. Although it's like, before she even got dunked, you see, like, Tamar and the other girls come to her, and she's like, I feel different. I know, it's so so weird. It's like, you still believe this, man? You're just eye-rolling the whole time. Like, Like, he literally was just beating you up against (laughs) a rock, girl. But that's your man. Okay, that's fine. It was funny. Even when he was dunking Tamar, I feel like his face was like, all right, so I'm, like, baptizing you or whatever. Don't think you're special. get in the water. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even like you. And then with Stella, he's like, I am now going to baptize you. Yeah, he has like a weird weird thing for her. He's always playing with her hair throughout the film. And he's always like, Stella. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. You're the chosen one. But then that night, all the wives are fasting. Fasting and their hair is down. And they just look, they look like they're anxious. Yeah. They don't, they don't look certain like the, the daughters or the sisters were. They were kind of excited. The women just, the wives look like, like something's wrong. You just know something's wrong. Yeah. The wives are fasting. And then that night, Sela goes to sleep and you see this image of Sela and the other daughters beating up Shepard with like, like rocks and stuff. And they're like, no, they're taking bites out of him too. Yeah. And Sela has like, and, like he's her bleeding mouth. and you're just like, oh my God, Sela, chill out with these they're dreams, just girl. murdering him. And then... That's when it's the next day they they all wake up and you're like, okay, it was just a bad dream. Oh, a scary dream. But then they look for the wives and they're like, um, where are the wives? Oh, the, oh they're the getting little baptized. girls are like, where's mommy? Where's yeah. my mommy? And then you see all the red dresses on the, on yeah, the ground. So, so they go down to the water to find Shepard, like kneeling by the water and all of the wives' dresses like on the ground and there's no wives in sight. No and wives. And he's just like, he's like praying and they're just like, where is my mom? Yeah, and she's like, where's my mom? And he's he tells them that they have received eternal life. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> and then it shows you him literally drowning each of them. And, and I'm just, but I'm just like, there was like eight of them. They are hefty women. I know. And I'm none just of like, them fought back. None of the, all of them really thought that you guys that like really this let was him part of the kill plan. you. I know. I know. You really, really let him do that. You really let him do that. Like, oh, you were like, you were up next and you're like, oh, she did. Oh, I guess, me I guess next, I'm going to be dead. Next. Yeah, please. Eternal life over here. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, one eternal death for one, please. <laughs> I'll take a ticket to eternal life, please. No, just one way, one way. I'm good. And that's when he's all like, Shepard goes, Sella, I am counting on you to be my wife, to help me lead. Set an example for your sisters. And, you're, and Sella's just like, she literally tells him that you are not our shepherd. Yeah. He slaps her. She's like, in the face. And you she- are not our shepherd. I don't want your grace. I don't want your grace. And he like, smacks oh! her. He slaps her in the and face. She slaps him and back. she slaps him back. And you're like, yes, this is what we've been anticipating all of this time. This energy. Thank you. Thank you. But then the police show up at this weird base of, of, of water and find And they're the just bodies. like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> and there's just dead women everywhere. And, and they're all face down in oh, white dresses. God, it's just so sad. It's so tragic. And then... It cuts to now them finding them finding Shepherd tied up in a tree yes, with, with ram, ram horns. horns and he's bloodied up. He yes. looks like Jesus. Yes, which is crazy because they didn't have to show you what happened. They showed you the dream, but made you question whether whether or not it actually happened, or even if that's how they killed him. But the point is that they did it. They they summoned that energy and that rage and anger. And did what they needed to do to protect themselves. So they find his dead body, and then then it just straight cuts to them standing before a waterfall, waterfall where just like Sarah Sarah stood naked, where she she would tell that story, just like standing before the waterfall. Yeah, and And she's holding holding a black lamb, lamb, which is cool because there is a scene where Shepard's holding the white lamb, and but he's cutting the throat. Yes, and Sella doesn't do that, and she's just holding the black lamb, staring. All of them are staring at you into the camera. Because she's the black sheep. She is the black sheep of the herd. Yes. Yes. So she doesn't, she just stands there staring into the camera. All of them are staring into the camera at you yeah. with a black lamb and then just cuts an end of movie. And you're just like, mouth open. <laughs> what? It's like, oh, like so now, now that we literally went through the entire film, I think one thing that's important to note is the imagery is so heavy mm-hmm. that watching it a second time, I realized that the script, like the dialogue wasn't that great. Yeah. But that's okay and it's excusable because the the focus was on the imagery. Yeah. And the the power behind yep. what you were looking at. And I feel you like know? the body language also carried a lot too. Yes. It did. Yes. It 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 picked up it was carrying the the rest of the of the script. It was like okay. It was just like gotta... like that's the one thing that really got me was when Sarah tells her like, "Oh, you won't be saying that when the blood comes to you." I'm like, "Ew, that didn't sound like even scary. It just sounded weird." Or like, like when she's what? like, "You look so like much like your mother when you say that." And I'm like, "But like what about it though?" Yeah, but like there, what there's about just so it? many lines that I feel like it just it just they sounded weird. It was it was weirdly placed. And just didn't make sense, but you're like, okay, whatever, because then it cuts to a scene that you're like, oh, oh my god, what's happening here? And we were just trying so hard to be like, we're using old English, but it was, it didn't even work because it was like modern still. Yeah, but like it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. The, the script, the dialogue didn't do it for me, but that's yeah. fine because the dialogue wasn't supposed to do it for you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> there's a lot of things that I think they dropped in between 
like you know throughout the film that was was powerful and helped you carry the movie along like one thing that we did discuss was how in the beginning Sela's hair is the only one all their hair is kind of braided braid. into a bun and hers is the only one that it's has like a, a crown braid her she's the only one who has like a piece sticking out all the time it's always a little messier than everybody else is yeah and he's, and he's always, always telling her it. to go get her hair fixed by the other wives she doesn't it just gets messier if anything as the plot progresses and then it's like the other wives hair starts to get messier as well but it's like mm-hmm. Stella's hair is always the messiest yes which is cool because you knew that and you knew what that paralleled as far as her character development so that was and if cool. you if you think about it the barbie that was in the windowsill like her face was like weird but her hair was always braided yes so you're like hmm. interesting it was very interesting and just the whole the whole setup was was meant to be like a cult you know which is weird because i think i was expecting it to be like something like midsummer you know yeah. right off the bat i was like oh it's going to be kind of it's going to be similar but it really isn't that it's not very similar to midsummer it's it's about a cult that's really just focused on female suppression. I was like expecting it to have like the village vibes where it's like, yeah. where it's like, but I guess in the village as well, it was also set in modern time. Mm-hmm. So modern it's not time, like it was a separate. But they did such a good job with with the script and dialogue and making yeah. you think it was a different time to exactly. the point that when you find out there it is present time, you're, it's it's actually, that's what the twist is so good. Which it. Which is, like, the parallel in this is, like, when you find out it's modern time, you're just kind of like, okay, that kind of makes sense because the script is just kind of like... Yeah, it's not... I don't know. They did do... I don't know. I mean, which is fine because they told you... It was they still told strong, you, but... they but also told you what time it was, like, maybe 20 minutes into the movie when you see the... 30 minutes into the movie when you see the cop car. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, whereas in the village, that was the whole point of the plot twist was that it was taking place in present time, which is like, whoa, they did such a good job at shielding that. So yeah. that's that's accepted, too, because the focus wasn't really on what time it was. It, it was it was like a cult. It reminded me kind of like of like Charles Manson, yeah. but not so much because I don't know, because Shepard's character was God and yeah. he was suppressing them. Their and their rights and did not see them as equals and kind of used them as he as he wanted. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of like frustrated with the ending a little bit just because I was like, yes, I love the idea of ending it with the waterfall. But I'm also just kind of like, OK, but like, Stella, these girls need like psychological help. <laughs> they need to go <laughs> into like I society. I know. And she needs to go into society. I know. How is she going to go into society is fine. They, they need like major therapeutic help and like, i'm what just do they like, do now like y- y'all are like 15 under so none of you are going to be able to survive without adults present so yeah. I-, I think it's nice you're taking this little trip to the waterfall <laughs> but y'all need to go find some adults <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like i agree but i also feel like if you think about it it just wanted to end on a metaphor. But also stance. it wanted you to think about the power that one man can have over so like so many women and suppress all of their rights, yeah. which is bigger picture. The only people in the world, the only sex in the world that's have uh, that starts cults in the name of being God are men. men. There are no women telling men to drink the Kool-Aid. OK, that's all I'm going to say. OK, this is very heavily yeah. a male issue. Well, because the whole idea of Eve being formed out of Adam's rib. Yes. It's like, without and that, Adam, that would be not and that, ever. And they discussed that, how, it, you know, they were like, oh, it's Eve's fault that Adam ate the apple. Women are constantly being punished for things that we didn't ask for. Yeah. For for things that we can't help, like bleeding. It's just, it's so, it's powerful in that aspect. 
but I still feel like if the dialogue was just a little better, I would have loved it. Yeah, it would have. It would have. It would have been. It would have been complete. Yeah, it was like you knew something was missing the whole time because you, you just didn't couldn't put your finger on it. You also didn't feel connected to any of the characters because of it. No. Like you only followed Sella, and that was really it. Shepard, I feel like I still didn't know anything about him. I didn't feel I know. like I knew him. I was him. just kind of like I wanted more of a hint as to like whether or not. Like how it all started. Yes, but it's yes. like I didn't. I didn't want to be spoon fed, but mm-hmm. I just would have wanted a little, like a little snack or like a little bone thrown at me, where it's like, you know, we all started this together. <laughs> like a flashback. Yes, that would have been nice. A flashback would have been nice. Just, just something small. You know, I don't want too much. I don't ask for a lot. But I just wanted, just a hint as to how this all started. I rated it on Letterboxd, and I already forgot what I gave it. I so would I'm have done check. a three and a half or four. Three and a half. I feel like I gave it. I gave it a three. I gave yeah. it a three because the dialogue really pissed me off. It was just. A, it was more of a three and a half for me. I was just scared that you were gonna like it more than I did. So I was like <laughs> a four. <laughs> it's like, five, maybe a four. <laughs> but it's more of a three and a half for me, just yeah. because it's like I feel like the metaphors were there, the symbolism was there, the yeah. character development was definitely there, but because the script was so lacking, yeah. it it kind of character dragged everything down. It wasn't enough. The character development was only Sella. That's all we got. I didn't even learn about her mom enough or Shepard enough. And Shepard was the guy. I wanted to see Shepard kind of grow more frustrated with his loss of control. Yeah, I wanted to see him. Like, he was getting frustrated, but it was just like that one scene. So you're like, okay. I wanted to see him more vulnerable. Yes. And we didn't get that. We got him being weird and... and I wanted to see the older wives also more frustrated. and what they thought. But they just were like, everyone else is brainwashed except Sarah. And Sarah. But then I was also frustrated with Sarah because then it's like, Sarah's like, I couldn't leave. And I'm like, yeah. But like, you could. That's what I mean. I would have liked to know why none of these women left left and what they saw in Shepard really that kept them like and why like, would they let him kill them yeah like what was the connection for them were they really did they really feel that lost in life to just follow the first person that said oh yeah. I have a purpose for you you have a purpose and I am your god and you can follow me and I'll give you purpose and they're like okay you, you gave me purpose and without it's like, that explanation I feel like it was just and the script it was just it didn't lacking make sense. it, it just, didn't it was make frustrating sense. because it's like you're sitting there and you're like I want to make sense out of all of this yes. but like give me a hand man well just the fact that we had to watch it twice I know we've never done that we never I mean, were like, like okay before we talk about it we have to watch it again to be fair I the first like time around like maybe I missed it, something I was like okay so I like totally forgot <laughs> what happen in here it's like i remember like i was like all right so like something Singing. happens women in dresses they kill him lambs he's water, crazy drowning lots of drowning <laughs> lots of drowning doesn't make any sense and the second time around i was like all right we in this i'm ready to pay attention <laughs> we in this and then i was like um but like i don't want to watch it again yeah i know but i'm still confused <laughs> i know i like, didn't want to watch it again and it's crazy because it's really like it's an hour and a half it's really not that long maybe the they second did time need... watching it remember we said that it felt like the first time we were watching I, it, did. it because maybe i feel like if you're watching it for the first time it's gonna feel like you're on a roller coaster because you're just experiencing it you're it's like ex- it's like shock everything changes every five minutes you're just it's like, different different oh, okay. different change of scenery change of tone change of everything and and so you really just put a like, seatbelt on yeah you can't really soak it in because you're not able to it, everything we changes so to take quickly notes too we were yeah, like we did. trying to take so many notes. so many pages of notes <laughs> so many pages <laughs> Ugh, i don't know I, I definitely think it was good wouldn't watch it again um if you're expecting something like midsummer then don't watch it because 
I loved Midsommar. And it's not like Midsommar. It was more just like a movie that... I I feel like there's there's not a lot of movies based on cult mm-hmm. life. And yeah. so I feel like if you're interested in... Those kind of movies. More that... movies based on cult life, this is definitely a movie to watch. Yes. However, if you're looking for like a, like a horror movie, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is what it is. No. But then again... Swallow was also classified as horror when, it, in our opinion, it wasn't necessarily horror. I know, it was but there more, wasn't. There really wasn't a lot happening as far as bloodiness. I feel like these lines and subjects of horror are more like it's not horror; it's a taboo. Yeah, it's a taboo. Yeah. So if you're interested in like that kind of area of movies, this is yeah. definitely for you. Yeah, if it intrigues you, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm definitely intrigued by it. I just think I was, I wanted more from it. We needed more information. Yeah, I would have loved it if, if it just, if it was meteor. Yeah. Just meteor. I loved that the fact that they used heavy imagery more than dialogue, but the, di- the dialogue was just like a little bit better. There wasn't they, enough juice. It tacked on just maybe another 30 minutes. I would they have been gave fine. Us dry white chicken meat. It was like, it was like a, like beef jerky, but not even like good beef jerky. It was, it was like, mm. it was like the, the health version where it's like it's target chew- jerky. It's like really chewy and you're just you're chewing like, on it for so long and you can't even get any flavor out, but you're trying, you're trying, you're trying so hard. It's like you're those salivating. Fruit stri- those fruit stripe. Gum. gum. Oh my god. <laughs> Where there's flavor at first, and then they're like, and like mm, I need a little bit more. And you're still chewing it. <laughs> Where chewing, we go? Chewing the flavor's gone. <laughs> you're just like, I mean, it looks good on the outside. It had flavor at first, and now it's nothing. Now it's gone. So, definitely a three, three and a half, three, three and a half stars. Three point two five. Three point two five. Thanks for joining us on this episode, and join us again on our next episode of Chicks Talk Flicks. <laughs> Mm, yeah, it's disgusting. Goodbye. We don't know what we're going to watch, but we'll figure it out because we have all the time in the world. Your microphone smells good. What does it smell like? Clean. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that was the last sniffle until we got the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> In unison. <sighs> Welcome back <laughs> to the coronavirus episode. <laughs> the coronavirus episode.